Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know we're your partners in wine, crime, and time, and dancing this week, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you, not me. Maybe. <laughs> not now, now, no, uh, no moves coming your way? Oh, absolutely not. I wish I could, but definitely not my strong suit at all. I mean, it's not my strong suit, and I'm gonna, before we get into the case we're talking about i it is their strong suit it's not a lot of people on tiktok strong suit but they're gonna buy just oh more God. than just fine it's not even like addison ray's strong suit well she's actually better than the d'amelio's it's yeah. definitely not their strong suit and those are some names i have not thought about the d'amelio sisters we're, i've not thought about them in a minute oh really i guess that's true yeah, yeah. i guess i, I never really thought about them before but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but i'm happy they're happy yeah <laughs> I know, it's one of those things I can just be like, ah, I'm too old. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, we're going to be like, they're going to be our bosses in like probably four years or something like that. Who knows? Right. Oh my God. Uh, Embarrassing. But yeah, this week we are going to be talking about dancing, TikTok and cults. (laughs) Which of these things does not belong? (laughs) I mean, this really is a grab bag of what I feel like an episode of our podcast should be about. Like it really hits all of our marks of like, Silly TikTok dances and like cults and churches. Truly. I actually started watching some of those videos last night and I was like pretty mesmerized. They're good. I mean, that's the thing. They make good videos. How you conduct like an entire church around like 15 second dance clips. <laughs> I don't even understand. Like I can't begin to understand. I mean, it is the way to get, I feel younger kids involved with it because like a 50 minute sermon where you have to sit and like dress up versus, you know, 20 seconds of grease lightning? I, it's an easy way. It's an easy, I mean, it would be an easy door for me to pick. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, yes, today we're going to be talking about 7M, the alleged dance cult. And before we start, a lot of our information is coming from our good friend, esteemed yes. colleague, um, Gabby Bluestone, her piece in the cut, as well as uh, Cheyenne Roundtree's investigation in the Daily Beast. So, yes, and the Rolling Stone, to too. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Rolling Stone. Yeah. So this is what's it's getting notable coverage too. So which is I starting to think it's starting to pick up. And then also I know we talked about at the end of last week's episode, this is gonna be the upcoming this is the cult that they're gonna focus on and like a new HBO Max stock probably out like this year or next year or something like that. So this is gonna be a lot. Keep this name in your frontal lobe. Yeah, I would definitely love to see a documentary, but because the cut article was very good and in depth. Although there was a part where I was like crumping, I was like skip, and then I was like fuck no, wait, it's relevant, go back. No, it's actually so relevant because yeah. it's like when you when you said that the guy was like those dances were good. I went to look at videos that he used to like of him used to dancing. I was like, oh, it's so night and day of like what he was like came known to be, Derek. Oh really? Ooh, like it, it wasn't good. Oh, I mean, he was so good before, but he was like a master of crumping and everything. Like that was like oh, what yeah, he yeah, like. Yeah. Knew, and then like you got him and going like like kind of like yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's very Wild. Peculiar. Wild. So, so we'll start with the what. So, Seven End Films at the surface is a management company for dancers, and they basically have a group of dancers. They post online content and they dance together and stuff to like get some more views. Kind of like hype house, like they're all dancing in the same house, everything like that. And it's owned by CEO Robert I Shin with two ends. I don't know why that's relevant. It kind of is because he actually did change it from one end. But supposedly what they do is like, you know, what any management company does, they help the, gans- the dancers get views, followers, get sponsored deals, 
And it seems to be working because like some of their dancers have millions of followers, are performing at the Super Bowl, and are going to award shows, which like sounds like a dream come true, right? But it might be too good to be true because there are allegations that it's operated like a cult and it also has some some ties to a church and we'll get into it. But definitely, definitely weird. Very weird. And also it made me start to think, too, I'm like, hype houses are very weird. I always just thought of them as like stupid. And now I'm like, what is? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what is the kids living in a house? Who's supervising you like a 30 year old? Maybe it's weird as fuck. I know truly like the 30 year old is the grown up being like, oh, let's all get millions of dollars. And I'm like, I want I'm just always curious about like, what are the contracts laid out for these kids? I mean, on the one hand, like I, I'd make, make so much more TikTok content if I was like living in a house and that was my job to do it all day. Oh, but easily. So I get the idea behind it. I know it, it does make sense. And it does seem like because uh, it's also one of those funny things. It's almost like you're in like an office for your dream job type of thing. Because you're like, oh, all these coworkers are going to help me out. But it does just feel very sketchy at its core. I know, it's really weird. So, I mean, how did this story come out? Here's the thing. We're not on dance TikTok, so I didn't know these people until the cult allegations surfaced, which is very on brand for me. (laughs) I know, truly. I know, that's what's funny, because, like, all these people, like, oh, you know, it's, like, the biggest people in dance. I'm, like, this this could be, like, you could be, like, oh, my God, it's, like, all the major, like, uh, chemists in the world. I'm, like, great. And I'm, like, who? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I believe you. But basically, it all started to kind of come to light in regards to the Wilking sisters, Miranda and Melanie, and they're trying so hard to like seem like twins, but they're actually two years apart. I love them so much, but it reminds me, I mean, I don't, I guess Allie and AJ never said they were twins, but I always thought they were twins. So I don't know if it's like, I, think they I just always, that. They, I think they lean into it. And I feel like the D'Amelios, I feel like do like uh, sibling duos always try to lean into that because then it's like probably easier, like fun marketing and stuff like that. But it I feel is, like you're right. But so it's the Wilking sisters and a man named James Derrick who goes by B-Dash. And where does the B come from? Like, I I was yeah. very confused. I thought his name was like Brandon for half the story. I'm like, <laughs> where is, what, what's the B? Like, I'm confused. Maybe it's like you need to be dashing. That's what I was kind of thinking about. Something and then what's like the that? dash? Like, I get Derek. Ugh, whatever. Choose a better name. Well, luckily for you, he doesn't go by that anymore because of, uh, I don't think, I think he just goes by Derek and Sevenet. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> he took my notes. Yes. He, listen, wait, Sarah is now like a, like the leader of Sevenet. You're like, no, oh I'm God, a top right? agent there. <laughs> okay. So the Wilking sisters were basically this sibling dance duo and they'd post a lot of videos together and they had this like kind of iconic long brown hair, straight long brown hair and these like light eyes and they were it, giving the shining twins effects yeah you're not wrong and so they even got their parents involved sometimes i mean like you know a little cute family dance time sure whatever i'm not gonna hate on it and also because they were all like they really blew up during like the lockdown so i think they were all like quarantining there together and stuff like that so i, I think it added to like some cuteness to cling to <laughs> i have a theory that like no like nobody who brought up who blew up during the lockdown is like unproblematic like I mean, I all this shit about people who blew up during the lockdown, and you're like, uh. I mean, I'm not gonna try to get dragged. If you know, know you know, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but they they really took off. I mean, they have over two million followers on TikTok, and the quarantine dances became their main thing. As did like everybody's, you know, you know that was what TikTok was all about. We were doing those dances. Well, that's why we didn't have that uh, that come up. You didn't oh, see God, me no. I'm all about the lip syncing. I stick to what I know. 
It's also, I mean, like, I, you could not teach me choreography in April. I was just, like, looking at CNN being like, okay, so when is the, what's, what's going on? Oh, my God, facts. (laughs) But then suddenly in 2021, their dance videos as a duo stopped. And Melanie kept their account active, but there was no sign of Miranda. And at this point, new social media accounts for Miranda popped up. And she kind of seemed like a whole new person. So she'd cut her like this iconic long brown hair. She cut it into a short blonde bob. I got to say, I love it for her. It looks great. It's cute. And also, to your point, it gives them a little bit of a variety. Yeah. Yeah. And they they changed filming locations. And she started to post these really like high produced videos with a rotating cast of people, including our man B-Dash, a.k.a. Derek. And this is when it was also discovered that she joined 7M Films because the other people in the video were also in 7M. And also their thing is producing these like really high quality videos. Which I mean, that it makes sense for what a management company would do. It'd be like, okay, yeah. let's give you like a videographer and everything like that. It's a better thing to be known for than a cult. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, but our cinematography, that's the seed you should be thinking about. Right, Exactly. But basically, it should all hit the fan when Melanie and her parents posted an Instagram live saying that Miranda had cut them off, stopped visiting them, and didn't come home for her grandfather's funeral. And I mean, this this was just like dramatic. So I mean, and after the funeral, they had said that uh, Miranda's parents flew to meet her and said she was withdrawn and defensive and a different daughter than the one they knew. She stormed out of that meeting, they claim. And they also said that soon after the funeral, she blocked her family on social media, even grandma. Like, what did grandma Heartless. do? She just lost her husband. I was going to say, you're blocking a widowed grandma. That's that that that's cold. That's cold now. Yeah. And they also said she suddenly changed her handle to Miranda Derrick and didn't tell anyone she'd gotten married. Like, they didn't even know she was engaged. It was also at this point of the article that I realized, oh, Derrick is the last name. Because I was like... That's not how names work, Dara. And then I was like, oh, okay. It is very confusing to have two first names. Yes. That's not a cult. That's just a, that's just a choice no. from the parents. <laughs> it is. And also, the family says that she changed her number, blocked them, and basically had just become a whole new person. And this is kind of a common accusation that a lot of people who had loved ones join 7M would say. And Miranda kind of you know, flips it around. She said she did talk to them, but stopped recently because they were not happy about her decision to move in with Derek and basically accused them of, you know, cutting her off once they realized that she married a black man. And the family was like, well, Melanie's also dating a black man. So, you know, what's that about? Um, Yeah. But that's what's going on. That's what's going on. So that's so so far right now you're probably like, okay, this just seems like family drama. Why I love it's being nosy, but why are we eavesdropping? Saying. She's also yeah. like, this is just a family issue that like doesn't need to be publicized. Which fair. Feel you, feel you, feel you. But here comes the church element of all of it, which kind of ties into more of why people are thinking it could be a little bit more connected to a cult or some behavior like that. Remember that CEO, Robert I. Ashen? Well, he also was a founder and now pastor of a church, which is a very weird thing to me that like, I always support people having a lot of hustles and kind of doing their thing, but to, <laughs> own, uh, to like church own a manager. should be your hustle. Like that's- No. <laughs> that's sort of just your thing. for the love of the game. <laughs> you're in it for the love of the Lord, ma'am. <laughs> I mean- So- Yeah. I saw, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so uh, Shekinah Church, it's based in Santa Ana. And 
allegedly, as they say, it's quote unquote a separate entity of 7M. So it has no affiliation, despite the fact that the founders are the same. <laughs> which I would assume, which I would kind of inherently think there is an affiliation. I mean, but all that. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like sort of how like there's meta and then there's it's like everything and then there's facebook uh, and then there's everything's a whole all, all the lord's same so this church had at peak uh 70 members between 2000 and 08 which not a lot but these members don't I know li- i was gonna say that's not very many no you're not having you're not being in a you're not a crowd surfing for jesus there yeah <laughs> crowd surfing for Christ, fellowship no and uh but I guess, I don't know if it's the Santa Ana of it or just the people who, the quality over the quantity in terms I know, of I feel like, monetary. I felt like Robert was being strategic out here. Yeah, because he got 4.7 million donations in that time. Like, that is a lot of dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. all you people have so, money. Can't relate. I, no, oh, no, 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 no. And this is all according to a 2010 deposition where Robert testified that, uh, congregants donated to the church, but also to him personally as the man of God. You know, when someone's just, you're getting Venmos for that, I guess, now. <laughs> yeah, that's like sketch. <laughs> I've never heard a pastor be like, oh, just pay me. Yeah, <laughs> just Venmo like, me and I'll pass it along to God. I'm kind of yeah. like the middleman. Even though I feel like if there was like, for confessionals, that they'd be like, okay, you have to do like 12 Hail Marys or just Venmo me $5. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's take my money. <laughs> so then in October 2007, speaking of that, congregants gave him 300 grand in personal checks. So this is not checks to like, what? just to him. Checks written out to him. Yeah, so not to like the church. So he could do whatever he so pleased with these. And due to what Robert calls a clerical error, the church was suspended by California in 2007. Uh, but like still which, continued to operate. Yeah, so like I mean, they're kind of just like try us. We'll be, we'll be. You know where to find us. And they found them, and his congregants still found him. So because in 2008 there was a fracture in the church, and about only so we was started at 70, only 35 remained, uh, which is kind of a small you know, church. I gotta say, small church. It's only like six Ubers you need to go from A to B, which uh, I don't know if that really is English, the, the church you need. Maybe some Excels will have to be thrown in there. So about this church a little bit more. This is all from like uh, the Rolling Stones found this archive 2009 website called uh, the Shekinah Church International. And it was founded by Dr. Israel Shin. So this is a name that Robert sometimes goes by, which is a little weird. Why he Every cult to. leader has to have like six names. Like I just, he's Robert Shin with one N, two N's, Robert I Shin, the I stands for Israel. The cult leader formerly known as Prince. Like truly, they just really like to flip it all Facts. around. I feel like he has to like escape the the authorities by just having like a million names like D.D. Blanchard. Like he just oh, can't that's find tr- <laughs> And all the checks have different names. He's like, I can cash all them. But uh, well, my favorite about this is because from the website. So I'm like, did he make up this website? So this potentially might be self-described. I don't know if it is, but um, what I'm assuming it is. I mean, like, I, I feel like it's not an independently created website. We that's can say true. that. Like- that is true. <laughs> So he, uh, the website listed him as a former medical doctor who had successfully practiced medicine for seven years before God spoke to him to go into the ministry. You know, uh, like <laughs> there's, I haven't seen that on Grey's Anatomy, but I guess that does happen to people. I mean, I feel like no hate to doctors, but like seven years, you're in med school for longer than that. Like I'm going to need more credentials from you, sir. That's true. And also it's a thing too, like you are just finally like, 
you would think he would want to do that because of all the training. He's like, well, let me let me do my talking. No, I feel like he was like, nah, this is no fun. I can't make real money this way. And it's like, I'm going to start a church. <laughs> That's also it's like, oh, I have to go to work to make all my money. Let me just let me find facts. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was reading this article. Like Danny, I think it's time we just start a cult. Like we oh. just. I'm not getting rich at this nine to five. <laughs> I'm no, I quite the opposite because I'm spending all my money taxes. at Pret a Manger. Yes. Yeah. I'm buying too many egg salad sandwiches from Pret. Like it's really not uh, right. sustainable. Oy. So, I mean, who knows? Cut to us like next week. We're like, hey guys, like 7M is actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> like they taught me how to do the savage dance. <laughs> they Oh, they would not teach you that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> So the updated site, so this is the one that wasn't archived, but kind of had a rebrand, doesn't have a founder mentioned, which is funny. But it does say they have a mission to save one billion souls. It's a lot of souls. Why stop there? That's true. If you're already going with such an astronomical number. Yeah. And calls on (laughs) followers to support the gospel with all means. So it's really by all means, that's meaning all your money. Is all what all I'm your reading behind that. Yeah, all your means. This is and your also means. so funny to me because I'm like, you guys have 35 members. You have a long way to go. Why don't you call <laughs> me when you are saving a little bit more souls? Like, get into the double digits. This is all for like I'm all <laughs> for like people like following their dreams and shooting for the stars. But you got to shoot for like the star before the star to get to the star. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Yeah, they should have just been like, let's get let's buy the domain for this website first. <laughs> that will go on. Not surprisingly. So the church has been called up before in 2009. So this was a year after or two years after like California tried to shut out everything like that. This YouTuber, Katie Joy, TBT, the original TikTokers, brought to light a failed lawsuit from a woman named Lydia Chung. She sued the church, Lydia did. So Katie just kind of like she, brought Katie it to just had this YouTube channel where she kind of went in on 7M and she was able to kind of dig up this lawsuit. Go Katie. Lydia sued the church and other defendants for alleged fraud and labor law violations. So she said that Robert exerted undue influence, mind control, and coercive persuasion, oppression, and other intimidating tactics over her to get her to turn over $3.8 million in property and other assets. Yeah, I read that this was like, it was some of, she had a trust, she had a settlement from a divorce, she had property that she literally signed over to them. If I had a trust, trust and believe I would not be giving it to anybody else. <laughs> trust and believe oh my god it's just it's so sad because that's so much money like you would be pretty much good for retirement i guess and now you'd be good for your entire life yeah, yeah you're not so she alleged that robert also took over her email passwords banking info and all of this to get her to turn over the money uh robert and his family used the money for living expenses medical bills entertainment and for his girlfriend's law school tuition i guess he realized that he needed a good lawyer for all of this <laughs> He does tend to keep things in the family, so we will touch on that as well. That we have, yes, yes. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Got to recruit from within. <laughs> truly, it's just like truly the Sopranos. So she said she was forced to work six days a week with no pay. So not only is she giving $3.8 million, she is working for, it's kind of, it reminds me of like how rich people pay for CrossFit when I'm like, you could just like move your furniture and not hire like a moving company and like that would be CrossFit. She had to give $3.8 million to work six days a week for free. Okay. Yeah. I like that analogy. <laughs> right. And I'm just kind of, and it did remind me of the way down a little bit when like, uh, just cause that was like yeah. top of mind. Cause we just watched that where the woman was like, Oh, can I have a raise? Or like, don't you're doing this for the Lord, yeah. not for money. And it's like, cults love to take all your money and then be like, how dare you want money to survive? Like you're <laughs> yeah. greedy. 
That part makes me so angry. It's such oi, oi, oi to make you angrier. They rebuffed all her claims after uh, some time and after a bench trial, the judge ruled in the church's favor. The judge said that Lydia acted on her own free will, but did note the church actions bordered on coercion. Bordered? Come on. Yeah. What is it? Is this the Madonna song? Like, what is going on? Well, I mean, to me, it just seems like straight up coercion. But it's really interesting to see, like, Puppet Master and Bad Vegan Mm. and all this stuff and all these things about coercive control come to light more. Because I'm kind of wondering, like if this lawsuit were to happen today, what the outcome would be. Cause I just That's think people point. are more aware. Cause of I feel like of manipulation back even like five years ago, people be like, Oh, you got fooled. Like them's the breaks. And now people are like, Oh, actually that is not <laughs> a way that we should be handling people who are victims for uh, things like this. Right. Exactly. And there was also another lawsuit that uh, one of his businesses uh, had to deal with in 2011, Hung Hee Lee, an employee of alpha plus realty, a real estate firm that Robert owned sued for wage theft, which also sounds pretty intense. Again, like, spoiler, he's not paying people. No. And also a fun fact, uh, all the employees also belong to the church. So I guess this was a team of five. <laughs> We're not but also I'm sure too, he's like, okay, if you work in this company, you have to go to my church to like up the numbers. <laughs> I'm just, just connecting it to that. Uh, <laughs> Leah alleged that she worked full time and was only given $30 a week. That's not even... That nothing. is a coffee. In New York City. That is that is a salad, I'll say. That's like literally one one lunch salad in New York City. That is a that is a lunch salad, yeah. Oof. Not a I'm yes, that is, yeah. So she alleged that he took control of their bank accounts and said that work was done, quote unquote, in service of God. Funny how his God means get checks, but yes. Yeah, exactly. Funny how his God needs money, but their <laughs> God, which is the same God allegedly, you don't need money. Like, fuck this. I hate I hate this. I get so mad. It's so infuriating. Uh, She was ultimately, I mean, she had a better situation uh, than Lydia. She was ultimately awarded 9K in unpaid wages and damages, but still the fact that she had to go through all this, and I'm sure also like after she had to hire a legal team and everything like that, like did she get to see any of that 9K? Who knows? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, because I think if you win, they typically pay your legal fees. So I would imagine that she's good. Oh, okay. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Right? (laughs) The dancing lobsters. (laughs) Uh. So here's like on why a church and a dance could connect. Wow, that sounds like a a plot of a movie. This sounds like, um, and I kind of did think of it, this sounds like a Candace Cameron Bure (laughs) lifetime film. Facts. If I've ever seen one. Facts. So, I mean, because the internet is the internet and... You know, you guys got to go listen to our internet sleuthing episode with Body Moving. Body Moving. But our our good old internet sleuths kind of pointed out that in conservative Christian circles, 7M or 7MM is frequently used as a shorthand for Seven Mountains Mandate. And the Seven Mountains Mandate is used by a certain group of Pentecostal dominionists who believe, I'm like, there are so many aspects of christian or not sex of christianity that i'm like I don't know i'm also you pronounce that so much i was just gonna go dominoes <laughs> I, I was just sight reading dominoes yeah i was just sight reading so whew. i was like so pentecostal cheesy bread uh they <laughs> really <laughs> no shade because i love cheesy bread so anybody, yeah. if any pentecostal I thought you were gonna say, no shade because i love the pentecostal church and i was like oh <laughs> no i love dominoes Right, right. That right. is my church. Okay, I that love is my, speaking yes. in tongues, but like only on my terms. 
I love the song Tongue Tied by Group Love. I just started listening to Group Love again lately. I don't know why. I'm reverting. Anyway. I love it. Okay, but they believe that uh, Christians like them should take charge of... Actually, this kind of gives me like QAnon vibes because they literally want to take over like society by basically infiltrating what they call the seven spheres of societal influence, which are family, religion, entertainment, media, education, business, and government. Now I'm like, was that Education Connect song part of this? Because that is media, <laughs> entertainment, family, business. <laughs> Wait, and, how does it go? I went to the internet and <laughs> the, the Education Connection. Connection. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a, what a pop. I wonder how that girl's doing. <laughs> Not well, bitch. No, I hope she's great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's what's interesting, too. California records show that Shin was the CEO of a company called Seventh Millennium Inc., and it failed in 2008. And in that fact, sounds like instead yeah. of running a dance group, that was for boy bands. I know. I, I'm down millennium. for a boy band called Seven Millennium, like Seventh Millennium. That sounds oh. good. Millennium Falcon. That could be fun. <laughs> Isn't that like a Star Wars thing or something? I think so. <gasps> Star Wars. Star Trek. One of those. I think it's. I think it's Star Wars. Nice. But yes. in fact, 7M denies that they're in, affiliated with the Seven Mountain Mandate. And they say the M stands for Millennium, which kind of does track. And. <gasps> It's like plausible deniability. I'll say that much. And so also Isaiah Shin, who's Robert's son, has this in his Instagram bio. And I literally looked at it yesterday. Seven men dash act six three. That is a Bible verse that says, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And now I am not a Bible scholar, although I did read the book of Exodus in Hebrew school. But wow. Okay. I did. We read the whole thing. At it's CDC, like, I think I just like colored on paper. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it was a lot of like work sh- worksheets. We read the whole book of Exodus and then competed in a competition and then won. It was like Exodus trivia. This is so fucking embarrassing now that I say this out loud. <laughs> are you like now like to relive your glory days, like Googling bar Exodus trivia? You're like, Pretty why much. are there no results coming up? <laughs> oh my God. Well, Passover is just my like Olympics. Cause I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Passover know-it-all. Right. No. Okay. So this Bible verse has to do with basically seven men being called on by the apostles to take on some of their work so that the apostles have more time to preach the word of God, which I just kind of think is hilarious because it's like ye old biblical job delegation. (laughs) Wait, that's so true. (laughs) They're like, no, I'm busy. So you have to do this. Yeah, exactly. Like I have too much on my plate right now. I don't have the bandwidth. So I need you guys to take on some of my societal roles so that I can go preach the word of God. <laughs> Bumping that last request. I need to go Bumping. shout God. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I I kind of feel like this in his bio implies that he like thinks he's one of the seven men or is like aspiring yeah. to be one of them. Seventh heaven. Who knows? I right. could see that. I feel like that is the that would track for him putting it in there. Seventh heaven. Maybe they're part of it. See, I will never look I at mean- the number seven the same way again. No, I mean, I mean, the main guy in that. Oh, yeah, right. Was a pedophile. Yep. Spoiler alert. Not on the show, but in real life. Yikes. So now let's get to these dances, because it is kind of interesting that you're like, all right, when you think TikTok dances, you think kind of ones that are like a lot of fun, very silly, kind of very like almost some of them are like the people like Fox News being like, it's ruining our kids type of dances. I think that, really I, I'm like, because I, I feel like the TikTok dances that these kids come up with are good. I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? 
Oh, with, oh no, because that's the thing, like, good and, like, actually, like, dancing and stuff like that, like, mo- like having some movement. Yeah. Uh, and not in, like, the, and 7M kind of likes to go, they like to bring it back pre-TikTok on TikTok. Interesting. They like to, like, swing dance and everything like that. So oh. one of Derek, and this was also noted, because I'm not a dance expert, I can't tell the difference between any dance. Derek's friend, though, uh, Joey Knucklehead Truman, shout out to Knucklehead if you're listening, he saw one of the dances that Derek was in on 7M and immediately knew something was up. He basically was like, you lost your mind. <laughs> and yeah. like, if Derek was with me watching someone do this dance, we would be laughing at them. Okay, well, now now I feel like when I watch Project Runway and I'm like, mm. I, I like that dress. And the judges are like, this is horrible. This is disgusting. Like, the fit is terrible. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I know nothing about fashion. Because hearing you say <laughs> that, I'm like... I guess I know nothing about dancing. I'm like, this looks good. I couldn't do this. I mean, it depends on which judge. Because some of them, I'm like, I don't trust you. Oh my God, yeah. Which ones do I not trust? I won't say who, but I, oh, this will be a blind eye. A Duma, who was revealed, I think. Yes. I met one of them and they were not nice to me, so. Ooh, it's probably Nina. Let's be real. Okay, keep going. Nope. <gasps> but, uh. Wow. Um, so, this is because Derek came to notoriety as like a top tier, like a uh, crump dancer and everything like that. And he's now cut to doing like, Grease lightning dances. Okay, sort I can of, I can see uh, that. And I think it's more so that. It's like not like he, like, uh, I remember, I think her name was Jessica Long in the Rolling Stone article who was like, me and Derek came up together. We did all the dances. Like he was known for, like, this is his dance. Yeah. It's going to be his thing and his passion. And now he's still dancing, but not doing what he used to do. So some say the dances they do. I did not, this is, Someone someone reported, some of the dances they do on 7M films could have been choreographed by a youth pastor. So it's very kind of like, um, what are those things called? Like sock pop? No, I was about to say pop sockets. What were they? Like the sock the hops? Sock was that yeah. Hop? Yes. <laughs> Something socket. like that. That sounds like it could be a move. That's right, actually baby the bottle pop. The kids bop version is pop socket, <laughs> drop it. Wait. <laughs> Okay. Opening up Garage Band now. Thank you. <laughs> and I can get yes. Okay, we are we are on that. You could now write music for Seven M. Yeah, this is now our cult. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Robert. Cult. <laughs> Robert, we are actively dragging you, but DM us. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's this is why they could use you because the music and also the moves are very squeaky clean and outdated which is very what unlike. is like an outdated and I think dance move I got it whatever I have to watch their videos like, again it's like a more critical eye it's like moving your like kind of like walking down the street moving oh, like your hands snapping <laughs> no literally and they're going like boop boop pop up it's like very that okay so and also because that's the thing like on TikTok their whole, the whole thing is like inventing new dances you know what I mean to kind of yeah. like yeah well honestly that kind of makes sense because I do feel like it ha- like if you're gonna be Christian and wholesome, you can't be dancing to like thought shit. Like you have to do this more like you know squeaky clean, G rated. They are G rating it all. They do like they reenact Greece, do air guitar moves, and like disco numbers, which is kind of silly. <laughs> disco. Uh, Robert also, meanwhile, he's had a he's just continues to come up. Living in a $2.5 million okay, mansion right. where it looks like, no, right? It. They're snapping and walking and matching shoots oh. and suits. Well, that should be, we'll, we'll share that video on the stories where we link to this. I mean, everyone, I guess, now yes. listens to this. But if you, if you need confirmation, look at our Instagram stories when this goes up and everything like that. Okay, yes, I love it. <laughs> so Robert is living in a $2.5 million uh, mansion where it looks like some of the 7M videos were shot. And yeah. kind of circling back to what Sarah said, it's all in the familia. Uh, his wife, Hannah, 
Isn't that Italian for family? Familia. But there's a G in it. Oh, I guess it's G. The G silent. is silent. For God? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. Familgadia. <laughs> he would love to get that trending. Uh, so Robert's current wife, Hannah, <laughs> just a little Hannah popping it, two H's, so I do trust her a little bit more, but no, not really, uh, is the registered CFO of the church and also manages most of the dancers. And here's a funny thing, too, about how they are being managed, because I, it's sort of like um, this choreographer reached out to one of the dancers and was like, oh, hey, like, are you an expert at um, XYZ type of dancing? I'm looking for people like to connect to see if you want to audition for this. And they were like, talk to my manager. And the girl was like, oh, I just want to know if you can know how to do this dance before we even start those steps. What? So then when she talked to the manager, she was like, Oh, you know, just standard, like, SAG rate, like, Screen Actor Guild's uh, rate that, like, people set up for, like, um, pay. And the 7M person was like, what is that? Huh. And the direct, the choreographer was like, you should, you're a man, you should know what the standard rate for, like, a SAG is. Like, that's just kind of, like, knowing, you know what I mean? So it was very, yeah, they don't weird. really know what they're doing. Yeah. So, Hannah, looking at you. Uh, Daniel Joseph is the registered secretary of the church and also directs and produces 7M videos. So I guess that is where the um, Charleston moves come through. No. He also, interestingly enough, is married to Robert's daughter, who chooses some of the music for 7M videos. Sarah, you got to connect with her. (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I have something for you. (laughs) I have an offer you cannot refuse. Right. And since we have to cover this part legally, um, basically 7M's lawyers obviously deny any allegations that the agency's dancers are encouraged to cut off friends and family who are not part of the church. The claim that 7M uses Bible study as a recruitment tactic or requirement is also false, according to them. Here's what they say about Miranda. The false and sensational allegations about 7M stem directly from a dispute between 7M represented dancer Miranda Derrick and her estranged family. Despite her family's claims, Miranda is a successful businesswoman and a loving wife and daughter who cares very much about her family. It is pathetic and contemptible to try to turn her private family matters into a tawdry public scandal for clicks and clout. Do anything for clout. I got it right. I got to say, if you're doing something for clout, like you're not going to go on Instagram live. Like nobody fucking watches those. <laughs> that is true. There is only one Z way, and that has happened, and no one else is going to be in Facts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And B Dash wrote on his story first of all, there's two sides to every story. This is the other side of the Wilkings family drama. It started with a white, beautiful woman moving in with a poor black man from Compton that the parents did not approve of. I get it. I was renting a room and had no car. I was a divorced man with a son. Uh, he said of 7M, this company is not a religious nonprofit organization but a secular for-profit company run by people who have faith in God. It is their job to manage slash control our bookings or schedules. That That is not cult activity. It's called doing business. Ooh, get Mary Cosby in this bitch. Yeah, I, I God. mean... I'm not God. I feel the God in me. Oh, God. Some of his friends, um, or at least one of his friends, was like, yeah, he didn't write that. That doesn't sound like him. And all the 7M members obviously deny that they're in a cult. Some even kind of mock the idea of making TikToks of like, haha, nobody forced me to say this type of thing. Um, but I mean, that's also, it's a hard, and I think it was in Gabby's piece where she's like, this makes sense for people who like could get, I mean, we don't know, but I was like, for people who like get, such a, no one thinks they're joining a cult when they join a cult. They're like, oh, this is great. Like, okay, people just don't get it. Yeah, no, no nobody thinks you're joining a cult. And oh gosh, I mean, I don't know. 
So it's cra- and I mean it's crazy too because I feel like it's sort of at a standstill in terms of things happening about it. So I'm very curious to see if the HBO Max docs or this podcast episode right. moves the needle a little bit. Yeah, right. Like I kind of feel like if it walks like a cult and you know talks like dances a cult, like a cult, exactly. Like yeah, snaps its fingers like a feel cult. like it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's leaning that way. It is leaning that way, and I'm very curious to see what. Uh, they try to rebuttal this because I feel like it's also like Gabby, Gabby's article came out two weeks. I feel like it's catching more steam too. And Chrissy Teigen just announced that last week. So I feel there is going to be, there's going to be. Why is Chrissy Teigen doing everything? To try and PR her own name, probably. Oh, you said it, not me. Oh. <laughs> I, oh my God. But I, oh God. I mean, if she needs us to do anything with the girl, you know, Chris, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's working though. Can I say, can I say hats off? It's working. I mean, facts. I mean, yeah, I, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just kind of like, if it walks like a cult and you also own a church, I just kind of feel like it's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. And I know, I just worry for the kids. I mean, the dancing, because it's also, but it's also a hard thing too. All I mean, I guess they're adults. I was yeah, I was going to say, all these people like are fully grown adults. I just always, yeah. and um, But it's also a thing too, where people were saying too, it's hard, especially I feel like for dancers, because it's like such a grueling, no money business that it's like. Yeah. Them to even turn away from the cult and also that they're like living their quote unquote dreams in the sense. It's hard for them to turn out. So, well, what's interesting they- too, which Gabby went into in the cut was like, this company like gets people results. And um, a lot of people <laughs> from the crumping era, like one of those guys, got involved with another sort of very similar organization oh, that yes. was sort of like a dance cult, but it didn't it actually didn't help anybody. So it kind of disbanded, but this one, like they're actually getting the results. They're in the Super Bowl and commercials and at the right. American music awards. What are those ones? So yeah, the AMA. So they're kind of like, well, it might be even tougher for people to leave because they actually are getting from it. Yeah. And then also is fame just a cult? Boom. Oh yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop. Just kidding. I won't drop this mic because I don't, I can't return it. <laughs> <laughs> that is why we will be starting a cult but actually i feel like the closest our initiation will be at our live show this is the last time yes. i think we'll promote it so please buy it your is. tickets betches.co slash n-a-t-c live we're gonna be at union hall it's gonna be a ton of fun i think we're gonna cover this like psychic scam lady she sounds really i am fun. so into that yes uh maybe we can even do readings on stage me and sarah can give you fake <laughs> readings if that is something you're doing well, we're going to open oh up a Google Docs and we're going to see what happens. Oh, I actually would actually so love funny. that. That is so funny. Start thinking of your serial killer traits. I think yes. we'll do that game again. That was super fun. A hundred percent. It was such a fun time. So we really hope we get to see a lot of you guys there. Yeah. And I mean, while we don't know how to do dances, Sarah, as we have established, <laughs> we are pretty good at playing games. And we are. What's better than that is Jorge is pretty great at making up the game, so I'm very excited to see what he came up with. For this I was episode. gonna say, like Jorge could start his own cult. Ooh, oh, the he girls could. would join the cult of Jorge. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, it would be all revolved around playing games. Love it. I'm joining. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's kind of fun. All right. So for today, I thought we could test your knowledge on dances. Since this cult is all about TikTok dances, I thought we would. Go back to where it all started and play a game called On Point. <laughs> so this is how it's going to work. I'm going to play you a clip of a famous ballet. 
And the first person to correctly identify which ballet this comes from will get a point. Ooh. And then they will attempt to answer a bonus trivia question about that ballet. I will say as well, there are a couple operas to throw in here. Because I tried Ooh. to make it a little bit easy. I know this might be a low scoring game. Uh <laughs> So, I so, you, to so to make it easier to name ballets, you threw an opera. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, yeah, I mean, there's not that many ballets that you would be able able to identify. I, I mean, maybe I I'm one, underestimating maybe you both, more. but for I all I know, I, you could be ballet culture heads. But here we go. This is going to be your first clip. And again, if you know it, just say it. The first person to say it will get the point. Oh, Swan Lake. That is correct, Danny. Wow. <laughs> well done. I hadn't even started. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow, Danny. All right, here is your <laughs> bonus question. Who composed the Swan Lake? Oh. Was it Rachmaninoff, Chopin, Tchaikovsky, or Beethoven? Mm. Can I answer? No. Is it Chopin? Damn it. That is incorrect, Danny. Oh. Sarah, do you know the answer? Is it Tchaikovsky? That is correct. Well done. Yeah. It was, in fact, Tchaikovsky. So, Swan Lake was composed by Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. And it was composed Nice in... accent. Oh, yes. thank you, thank you, thank you. 1875, so a couple, couple years ago. And apparently at the, at the start, uh, it was a huge failure. No one liked it. And Damn. now it is pretty much the most popular ballet it's the one that's performed the most the one that is most recognizable so don't give up kids jason or i won't give up <laughs> there you go <laughs> is that a ballet <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make that we should Catch make it into community a theater in paramus oh <laughs> my god all right here is your second clip here we go The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, incorrect. This is an opera. I will say that. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Desmarona. Narrows it down. Okay. Is it the magic flute? No, that's German. No, that's incorrect. Fuck. Is it Verdi? No, this is this is composed by Puccini. Damn Puccini. it! The correct answer was Turandot. Uh, what? Turandot? You guys haven't heard of this opera? No. What do you think I do I in my off time? <laughs> T U R A N D O T. I have never heard of this ever, so that makes and me feel that better. That song is called Nessum Dorma, and it is one of I the most that famous opera. Uh, but I didn't know songs. where it was from. Oh, well. <laughs> well, this opera takes place... Oh, yeah, that is the bonus trivia question, which I guess you will both get to guess, since no one could identify it. Turandot is set in which country? Is it Italy? Persia, what? Russia, Morocco, or China? Oh, Morocco? Ooh. That would have been my guess, Any too. guess is Morocco. Sarah, my you guess is Morocco also Morocco. Well. The correct answer was China. Well, Weird. Yep. All right. It takes okay. place in China, and it's about a prince called Kalaf who falls in love with 
princess called Turandot. And to obtain permission to marry her, he has to solve three riddles. And if he answers them wrong, he will die. That is, those are the stakes. High stakes. High stakes. He does solve the riddles correctly, but Durandot still says, no, 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 you're not going to marry me. And wow. that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's the setting ends? for the opera. Damn. That's like, not how it ends. I, I'm not going to spoil it, you know, for all yeah, you no opera Yeah, no spoilers. Heads. We're definitely going to go <laughs> to the opera. Okay, chic. But that is it. All right. Here is clip number three. Here we go. Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Yes, yes, that is correct. That it is the Nutcracker. I'm gonna give it to both of you. Oh God. <laughs> well guessed. I would see this sometimes at a what's that place? Paper Mill Playhouse in Jersey. At where? Wait, wait, wait did you ever go there? Because it's like a. Th- I don't know if you would ever. It's a Jersey theater. Paper Mill Playhouse. I never had the pleasure of <laughs> gracing like, the New Jersey stages. I never, I never left uh, New York to check out a op- a ballet in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you both get that point, and you will both get to guess on this trivia question. What does Clara use to kill the Mouse King at the end of Act One? Oh, Is it I don't know. her slipper, a sword, a nutcracker, or a rock? Hmm. Oh boy, I'm, I'm going to go with a sword. Oh, I was going to go. I oh. saw the nutcracker, and I don't remember. Wait, I think it is a sword because I remember her dancing with it. The correct answer was her slipper. What? How? Yeah. She Clara. throws her slipper at the Mouse King. And it's a slipper. The Mouse That's King. That's how does. you know it's not a New York uh, op ballet. You try to kill a New York mouse or rat with a slipper. <laughs> exactly. It'll, it'll throw it back Let at alone you. The king of the mice. Yeah, I'm just letting anybody who comes visits know. Don't try this at home. Yeah, what is this inaccurate representation? It's a ballet, so there is a little bit of a suspension of disbelief. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll allow it, Clara. All right, so after three rounds, we do have a tie game. We have two more rounds. Anyone's game Woo. still? Shoot. So here we go. This is your next clip. Ow. Is this the magic flute? That or is, is incorrect, it? Sarah. Oh, man. Is it Carmen? That is correct, Sarah. Well done. It is Carmen. Well, well done. We had to learn how to sing that in like elementary school. (laughs) What? It was crazy in like another language that we did not speak. We were like, um, okay. Is the bonus question about that Beyonce was in a MTV movie of this? Which she was. That sounds bad. Carmen a hip hopera? I think she tries to scrub oh, it, no. but it did exist. I'm pretty sure that's a, a dream. That was a fever dream, Danny. There's <laughs> no way this is real. Anybody Google no. that and you will... I vividly... <gasps> oh, no. That is the, my opera education. All right. So he, here is your bonus question, Sarah. What does Carmen do for a living? Does she work in a cigarette factory? Is she a prostitute? Or is she a fortune teller? I'm torn between cigarette factory and prostitute. I'm just going to go with... Prostitute. Incorrect, Sarah. She does, in fact, work in a cigarette factory. Damn it! CC, Carmen Cigarettes. Which is a (laughs) profession that I don't think I've ever heard of before in my life. Never. I've never come across that in my life. Cigarette factory worker. Wow. Imagination of some people, huh? (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
All right, Sarah, you have gotten the lead in this game, Woo! and there is one question left. The stakes are high. This is probably the hardest identification round, but oh. I'll play it, and then maybe by some weird chance you know this, I will give you a little bit of a hint, a little bit in to the song. This is a ballet as well. We're back to ballet. This is a pas de deux. A what? Pas de deux. So it's two people dancing together between a pair of lovers. And this was adapted from a play. Came oh. God, I know like two ballets, so I'm fucked. Yeah, I don't. And we got both of them already. <laughs> Wait, it was a famous play? It was a famous play about a pair of lovers. Is it Romeo and Juliet? That is correct, Sarah. Oh! It is Romeo and Juliet. Well done. All right, Sarah, you have won the game because you have a two-point lead. But here is the bonus question just for fun. Which Italian city was the setting for the play and the ballet? Verona. That is correct. Well done. Oh. It is Verona. Sarah, you have won the game. You are, in fact, on point. And Ooh, that was fun. Yeah, well done. It it went a little bit better than I thought. You guys do know a little bit of ballet and opera. That was that was well, pretty good. Well bad, well bad. Good for you. Sarah, you have lessened Danny's uh, lead right. in the 2022 championship. As it stands now, it is five to six. Ooh. So still neck and Anybody's neck. Anybody's game. Anybody's, Anybody's game. game. And we will Love have it. a game in our live show yes. next week. Oh. And Jorge will be there, you guys. So buy tickets so, I mean, at slash NATC Live, right? I that will, in point. fact, be there. Woo! And I now cannot to wait. Be it's going to be so fun. <laughs> yay! <laughs> well, yay. This is so fun. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you, okay. everybody, for listening. And hopefully, we will see you next week. DM us at Not Another True Crime. Let us know if you're coming. Yes, please, 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 please. Yes. Yes. It'll be a party. Like we, it'll be a who? Maybe we'll learn a dance even for it, too. Who knows? And Sky's the limit. You DM us to do something and we'll do it probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't promise Legal. the dance will be 7M quality, but... No, not at But all. it would be a, a dance. Other <laughs> <laughs> uh, than that, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. And you can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.